everyone, and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle LaPointe, and my co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith. And we want to start off by saying thank you to Take It Spicket, who is the official NIAAA ticketing partner. Um, and also a big thank you to Ann Stewart, who is with us today. How are you doing today, Ann? I'm doing great, Danielle. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to have you here um, from New Mexico. And I'm really excited to hear your stories. But first, let's kick it over to Dustin. And how are you doing today, Dustin? And I'm outstanding, living the dream here in Greenwood, Arkansas. And I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. I've been communicating with Ann. Uh, this started a while back. We we started having this communication about, hey, I want to get you on, be a guest on our podcast. And um, we finally worked out those details and that opportunity to get Ann on and and I've been a fan of Ann's for quite some time. She's in our section, so she represents Section 6. She's on the board, um, and then I have AAA board, but also she's the state coordinator. So I've gotten to, for some reason, Ann thought, hey, this is a great idea. I'll have, well, really, I think it was Doug Kilgore more than anything. And Doug said, hey, I'll, I'll bring this other slap along, and we'll have him help teach. So we helped teach one of the cohorts that was going through um, – I don't remember if that was, we did two classes, 506 and uh, 504 maybe, but we taught some classes for New Mexico um, because Ann was gracious enough to let us do that. Uh, and so Ann is a fellow LTI and coordinator, or certification coordinator like I am. Uh, she represents New Mexico and follows a legend there, kind of like what I'm doing in, in Arkansas and following Doug Kilgore. But I've gotten to know Ann the last few years. I uh, got to experience, um, a night out, we, we went eight and with our Section 6 reps when we were out in Section 6 for that meeting and had some pizza and got to meet Ann's family, and we just had a good time. Just got to visit, and um, I really just appreciate Ann taking a chance to, to jump on here. But what I liked, what I like most about Ann is that Ann is an athletic administrator in, at her alma mater, where she went to school, which is, which is rare. Um, I mean, I, I guess there's probably more of that in the country than maybe I, I like to let on, but um, I'm not at the school that I graduated from, but Ann is the athletic administrator in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Uh, it's our maiden voyage in New Mexico, so Ann gets to to break the dam, if you will, uh, to shatter the glass and kind of be on here and represent New Mexico. So Ann, what, what I like to do with this podcast is I, I like to ask people to tell us who Ann Stewart is outside of the resume. So tell us who Ann is not the athletic administrator, but tell us a picture, paint the picture of who Annie is that the resume is not going to tell us. All right, Dustin. Um, we probably live our lives <laughs> vacation to vacation. Um, we are always looking for where are we going next? Um, we, we like to travel. We we're big Disney freaks. Um, we love the beach. Um, we like to get in our Jeep and go. We bought a Jeep about six months ago. So we like to get up in the mountains and find some roads that we get to climb or, you know, find some rocks to climb over. And um, we we were camping for a while. We had a camper and we love to get up in the mountains and go and do that. And we sold it during COVID, unfortunately. So now we're just like, OK, we need a bigger truck and a bigger camper. And you know, we at some point in time, we're like, we could live in that and travel the country and, you know, 
try to get to every state and um, every baseball park and things like that. So we just, we like to see the country and see what's out there and uh, just kind of do things with our, our family and show our daughter the country and things, you know, that aren't just, they're, they're not out here. You know, I, like you said, I grew up here in Los Alamos. It's a really small town. It's kind of our own little, you know, it's very different from like just the rest of the country, it seems like. And once you get out of here, you realize there's a real world out there. And I want my daughter to realize that and uh, know that this is not what most of the world is like. So just let her experience different places. So you talked about, do you want to go to each state or baseball parks? Do you have a running tally of how many states or baseball parks you've been to? States, I think I'm at like 42 states. Um, baseball parks, not near enough. I think I've been to about 10 baseball parks. So there's a long way to go over the baseball parks. but. Uh, it might be a few more than that, but we're we're getting there. We've been to a, been to some and just need to get to more. So not a pro team in New Mexico as far as baseball is concerned. So what's the closest baseball park to you? Closest is Denver, um, the Rocky Stadium. So, you know, I've been to Rockies. I've been to Arizona. I've been to Texas. Um, the Rangers, I haven't been to the new Rangers Park. Um, so maybe next summer I'll make it out there. But, you know, it, I'm a Dodgers fan. My wife is a Giants fan. So we're kind of a family divided on that one. But uh, <laughs> Especially with that one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it, and, and it sucks because the Giants stadium is just phenomenal. I love that park. But um, to be a Dodgers fan and love that park, it's kind of hard. Kind of turned my daughter. She's eight. And we went to the Giants stadium this summer. And she fell in love with that park as well and she she decided she wanted to be a Giants fan instead and she's followed every one of my teams and then that happened and it just was yeah I thought oh gosh no <laughs> so let me let me for those geographically challenged we always like to ask this on on the podcast Paint on a map for us where Los Alamos is so people will know kind of where you're located geographically in the state of New Mexico. So we're in the north central part of New Mexico. If you know, I mean, Santa Fe or Albuquerque, we're 30 minutes north of Santa Fe and about 90 minutes northwest of Albuquerque. So, um, sorry, that was some weird noise here. Um, <laughs> But uh, we are up in the mountains. We're at about 7,200 feet here in town. And um, so we get, you know, the we get all four seasons. We get the snow sometimes. Uh, I can go skiing in 15 minutes at some, you know, when we get snow, we've got great skiing just a few minutes away. And um, we're just, a, it's a beautiful area. So you 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 mentioned some of the bigger towns, obviously, the people that will know Albuquerque and Santa Fe and any of those places that are out there. Um, and you say Los Alamos is kind of its own little its own little community. So when 
what I found fascinating, we had our section meeting in Denver. You drove up there. We had our national convention in Denver. You drove up there. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a flight for you. How long is that drive? How far outside of Denver are you? We're about six hours to Denver. Um, so it, it's not too bad. I think when we're, we really want to, we can get to, to the south side of Denver in about five and a half. Um, if we're, if we're booking it. Um, so we're, you know, in the north side, we're, we're technically, we can get to Colorado in about an hour and a half. Um, so we're, we're pretty close to, to the border. Um, and trying to think what else, I mean, Taos is, if you, if you know any of the towns in, in the northern part of New Mexico, that's where we are. So, well, I love, I love that. I think traveling just <laughs> is amazing and opens your eyes to other cultures and so much education. And I just, I pretty much agree and second everything you said about traveling, living like a vacation to a vacation mm -hmm. and having an RV ourselves. So I get the love for that for sure. And that's awesome that you've already been to 42 states. I'm kind of curious though, what are the ones you're missing on your list? Most of them are in the Northeast. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. the area that I haven't been to. I've been to New York um, and that's about as far that, you know, up to that side that I've gotten. Yeah, that's far for you. Mm -hmm. we're driving. <laughs> we were supposed to do it last drive. summer and we just completely changed our plan and we just went to Florida for a month. So <laughs> we hung out there. But one other um, tidbit about Los Alamos, it's where the atomic bomb was created. So we've got a national lab here and that's the big thing about here. It's a bunch of scientists, the most PhDs in the nation, like in per capita in the nation or in our little town. Huh. When you say little town, how little is little? Uh, about 18,000. And let me just tell you, I live in a town of 9,000. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's little. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless you're in Arkansas and some people will call that a somewhat large town, but mm -hmm. uh, not compared to either one of you. Danielle lives outside of Tampa, so you know how big an area mm -hmm. she's used to. Yep. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm about half your size. Greenwood's about half your size. Let's trade places, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I was gonna say you said you love Disney, and I used to um, I used to live like I don't know maybe 15 minutes from there um, when I first moved down to Florida. So I even even when I was teaching and just coaching, I got a summer job at Disney. So. Yeah, it was. We, we've considered that for retirement time mm -hmm. or yeah. something around there. So, yeah, we're headed to Orlando for Christmas. So, well, let me know because I'm not, I'm like two hours from there. Um, I'm over in on the, on the west coast of Florida, but um, yeah, definitely yes. let me know when, you, when you're headed this way. Cool. Yeah, it'd be fun, be fun to meet yeah. up. So, well. Definitely. So now we know you'd like to travel. We know where you're located. I want to know about your crazy stories. I, you know, now, now you have my brain turning, right? You have like scientists and doctors. Like there's, I, I have a high expectation. Atomic bomb. That's atomic what she bomb. said. Atomic bomb. Okay. okay. I was just going to go right over that, but we can visit there too. <laughs> atomic bomb. I hope, wait, I hope your story doesn't have anything to do with any bombs. No, 
Okay. Uh, they can always <laughs> drop a bomb on you, you know, at any point in time. There's, you know, somebody comes in with, hey, this is going on. Yeah. So you never know what bomb's going to get dropped on you. Those are the type of bombs that are okay in this story. Yeah. yeah. Good use <laughs> of the words. Good, good, yeah. good analogy there. <laughs> right. Um, gosh, it's hard to, it's like, you know, funny or serious or, you know, my, I, I guess I'm going to the, my first year as an AD. Um, I was, I came out of a coaching gig um, and I took over for somebody you guys have already interviewed. I took over for Vicki Nelms um, and she, she had been here for probably, I think seven years and I was coaching basketball um, and I'd been back in town for about two years. So, you know, I had some some connections that way, but when I took over, you know, and some friends, some coaching friends, whatever. And then I started hearing rumors about, okay, well, you're connected to this person. So you're favoring this coach and um, started hearing all these complaints about a certain coach. And we were friends with that particular family. And um, like 20 different families like started bringing in all of these complaints. And I'm like, how in the world are all of a sudden we're not seeing this, but it was just because they were connected to me. And now they thought, Oh God, he's going to be the head coach or something like that. And all these complaints, I'm like, why weren't you complaining before I was the AD if all this was going on? But like, they were saying, if we'd be sitting in the stands, his wife would be behind me flipping people off, just laughing. Hey, 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 we're, we got all this going on. Um, it, it just turned into this big blow up. And I mean, 10 years down the line now, I mean, we don't hardly speak to each other. They, This guy can't coach here, really, because they just completely ended up blackballing him. The super got involved. We had to interview all these parents, all these stories. And it just turned into this nightmare of how, I mean, we all know how parents get involved. And it's like, I, I, it's just frustrating, I think, because how, how much pressure or how much power do, should parents really have? Um, if, you know, and some of the stuff that they were bringing up was three, four, five years old. And it's like, if it was that big of a deal, why didn't you bring it up then? Um, I think. And, and that one's not, I, I really wanted to, I want a funny story. And, but that was the one that I kept kind of coming back to that just started off my career as an AD, where when I got the job, I went into my principal's office. And she actually retired the year I came in. And I'm like, this is the perfect job for me. It's why I want it. You know, I, I, I was born for this job. And she's like, Ann, there is no perfect job. <laughs> um, and now almost 10 years into the role, I'm like, okay, now I understand why she said that. <laughs> well, I mean, you bring up like a lot of interesting points there. I mean, we should highlight the fact that the power of parents, like you just said, you know, were any of these complaints even founded? Like when you did this investigation, were any of them even founded at all? Well, and that's the part we don't 
really know. Um, I think after seeing it from that perspective later on, you know, we kind of see, because it was kind of like, they get close to the people who they thought were going to have some control or some power. And seeing it from that perspective later on, it was like, well, maybe that kind of is how they worked. And then we just felt like idiots um, as if that was really what was going on. And I don't know for sure. Um, and I think that's what makes me feel like, okay, maybe that's not the story to tell, but um, I think we all can kind of be in that position too, where it's like, how do they, different people use different roles to get where they want to be maybe. Um, but I think, you know, and I'm dealing with that from a different situation now with parents in, in different places and um, where one thing can, can just completely blow up and, you know, parents can go over your head or go straight to superintendent's office and, and think, well, you did this to my kid. So we're gonna, we're going after that coach, whether it's really founded or not. Cause I've told coach, I've told superintendents, I'm like, if that's going to get a coach fired, you better fire every coach. Cause every coach has done that. Um, and if, you're going to let parents have this much control. We're not going to have any coaches. So I think that's the frustrating piece right now where I kind of where I am in my, in the frustration of, of that power that they can have. And I, I and I keep being told, Hey, be careful. Cause your kid's going to be in that position at some point, you know, how are you going to react? I'm like, well, I'll try to remember <laughs> what it's like and, you know, to be the, on the parent side of it. But um, I don't know that, that, that's a little bit, um, that's, that's the, maybe the depressing or the, the frustrating side of our job, not the, <laughs> not the fun side, but. But I think that's, that's real. I mean, that's mm -hmm. on, I mean, you, you walk into that in your first year and yeah. of no doing of your own, you were just friends with a family that happened mm -hmm. to be a coach. I mean, you were, you had a previous relationship and then all of a sudden, some of these parents think, okay, we've got to get our hooks in. We've got to get our spot in to say, this is what's really going on and let them know, let Ann know that, hey, uh, I'm trying to give you some inside information or I'm trying to cut the legs out from somebody else. And they don't phrase it that way. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to, to bring a situation to you and trying to see, okay, how far can we really go? And that's the unfortunate thing is that you're new to a role um, you talked about Vicki. She had left, I think, the state, not just Los Alamos. She left right. the state. And so, yeah, she, because she went to Oregon where she still is. So, and so it, it was, I don't want to call it fresh bait, fresh meat, whatever you mm -hmm. want to say, but it's a new person. And now we're going to see who's really in charge here. Is this somebody that we can run over? Is this somebody that we can, uh, and, and it may not be consciously they're making this effort. And some of them are, uh, mm -hmm. but. They're trying, and I think that's probably the takeaway I'm looking at from ADs that are going to listen to this around the country, around the world, that are going to say, hey, I may be able to step in those shoes because I know exactly what, I know what that's like. Because somebody's coming at me with all these unfounded things that may have been, <laughs> I tell parents all the time, if this was such a big deal, report it when it started. Don't report it three years from now and say, oh, this is what happened then. If it was a big deal, like you said, report it then don't wait until you think the opportunity is right mm -hmm. uh, and don't just pile on 
with a situation. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is somebody who was a friend is now somebody you don't get to talk to because there's a wall dividing that situation. And that's unfair to both that coach and yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it, it'll be ongoing because they had a number of kids, you know, one, even my kid's age that as long as we're in town, it's, it'll stay that way. And, you know, and that's the unfortunate piece is, you know, we still have that wall that it's like, okay, you know, and, and, and their kids are athletes that, that come through and, you know, and we deal with it and we, we come to be able to, to manage it, but he still won't even speak to me. So. So is there, was there ever a point when you said, okay, this is year one. I don't really want to do this because this isn't (laughs) the dream job. It was like, it was tough because I, I had that and, you know, there were things dealing with, you know, an, a head coach that year that, you know, the way she handled some of the stuff that came along with that situation. And um, it, it, it was a rough first year. And I thought, wow, you know, and, and there's been a couple of those years, you know, since and every year I think, okay, is it going to be any better? And it's, it's just been, it, it's been an interesting job. That's a nice way of putting it. It's a very, <laughs> you know, funny, I mean, but then you mm-hmm. get out with the kids and you see how the enjoyment they have, um, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time. And that's what it's all about. And you remember you know, it is about the kids and the the fun and excitement. And you remember, I mean, I remember back to how much it meant for me. So when, and trying to remind the parents, it's about them. It's not about you. So. Which is a hard line to sell on parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use an example. We went through COVID uh, and. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Dustin's gone. He's left us. <laughs> That's fine. Out. I'm not going to use this example, but <laughs> right. But no, and it's and you're right. In that type of situation, it's it's hard too because you don't even know what the truth is, right? You have a friend, um, mm-hmm. as a coach, and they're telling you one thing, and then a group of parents who who you don't know if the group of parents is actually um, one person telling everybody what to say, or if they all mm-hmm. have the same concerns. Because that's also something else you have to decipher in there. Yeah. So. And then you have the administration superintendent talking to you. So that's, those are just not fun situations, regardless of what's right or wrong. So, so I guess the question that I have, the the question, the last question on that is, did the coach make it through that year or no? No, nope. they did not uh, on their own accord or were they just let go or did they quit? It, it was, he, there was no way he was going to get through that year. Mm. There was nothing I could do to save him. Yeah. It was, uh, and it was. That just, is a hard first year. Mm-hmm. It, it was rough, and it was. It really, it was kind of was one person that started like getting all of these people on a bandwagon to undermine him, mm-hmm. and kind of come at me to get to him. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. Well, I hate that that happened to you. Um, but I'm sure there's many people who are listening to this that can relate 100% mm-hmm. to it, which is why that's so important to tell. So thank you for telling that. Um, 
I do have to ask you a question though, because I heard you had a little bit of like a crazy situation with some kid in a gym, like maybe accident, like rooting for her wrong team. Is this is this true? Is this is this a thing that occurred? <laughs> so, yeah, the well. other day, um, we had our district championship volleyball game down down the street and in, mm-hmm. in a um. In a, at our district foe in Pawaukee. And <laughs> like this was, called it a foe. Yeah, this was Friday night and Saturday our football team was playing in the first round of the state championship that we were hosting. Well, a group of about five or six of our football boys showed up in their football jerseys and they were sitting in the front row with the Pawaukee student section in their football jerseys. With um, the ball, with the foe. With the with our the Pawaki student section. Yes. Oh. Um and when they were introducing our girls, they had newspapers up and the whole who dat. And I'm thinking what? you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> One of the boys when we played here was actually cheering for Pawaki. And sitting with their kids when they were playing up here. And I'm just like, how are you cheering against our kids when you go to our school and you play for one of our sports teams? And I, in the meantime, made a couple comments to him here and there. And, you know, but when that night in our football jerseys, before they're about to play a state game and such a big volleyball, you know, the importance of that volleyball game. I I did. I went down there. I kind of ripped them. I'm like, you will not wear that football jersey and cheer against our team. It just isn't going to happen. So if this is going to happen, give me that football jersey right now. Um. So the one who cheered for him up here, he took his jersey off and he continued to cheer for them. The others cheered for us. What? I mean, do you want me to start at the top or the bottom of all my questions? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I couldn't fathom. I took a picture of them all, sent it to the football coach. I'm like, here's your boys at the district volleyball championship, sitting with the other team. And and a lot of the kids, they don't all live in our community. They live, I mean, this is literally 15 miles down the road. So they all know each other. They may in one they live right across the street from that school, probably. So they all know each other, they're friends. So they're sitting with their friends from another school. Um, so I get that part, but so we'll sit with them, but who are you gonna cheer for? Did they offer any sort of explanation for such weird behavior? No, cause they saw me coming and actually the kids from the other school, they're like, oh, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're busted kind of thing. And yeah. So I, I it couldn't. Let me ask because I had a blip momentarily, um, and not, now I'm back. Um, but, uh, now I'm back. <laughs> can't get rid of me. Uh, but my question is: the kid who took off his jersey and then continued to cheer uh, was was there penalty for that kid? Say for any was of them. A starter on the football team, I mean was there some kind of reprimand where that was 
highly encouraged to never happen again. Um, football coach said he would take care of it. Um, I brought it up that next morning. And granted, they're getting ready for a state playoff game. So it probably wasn't the best time to address it. Uh, they got their butts kicked in the football game. So that kind of, you know, and who knows, maybe they went out and partied because and that kid, he's just one of those that he made some comments on the sideline that I just wanted to pull him aside and just rip him a new one there too. Mm -hmm. So it, it just is, that's the kid he is. Did so. your volleyball team win? They won the match, but they lost the district championship because we had to win in four and we won in five. So we, mm. we were tied for first, but they won on the tiebreaker. Okay. So did said kid or kids have some lady friends on the other team? Is that why they were cheering? <laughs> he might have. And, and I think they were just, I'm not exactly sure. They they all live down in that community. Um, so that could be part of it, but was this um also was this a this was a way from yes. this was a way. No, it was okay, a way. So, so it's not even like, you know, you have a little bit more control when it's your gym and you're like, nope, my fans will sit on my side. Right. And the other fans will sit on the other side or whatever you decide to do. So you didn't Right. Uh, oh. Yeah. What a crappy thing to do to your classmates, though. Yeah, exactly. And, and we've been trying to work on fan behavior, and that's been a major struggle for us. I mean, it's like we can tell them, no, you can't do that. And it's like you tell them they can't do something, and they just sit down and don't do anything. And they want to cheer against the other team, not for our team. Well, and the level of disrespect when you came over and said, we ain't doing that. Gave me that jersey and gave it to you and kept doing it anyway. I mean, I, yeah, I admire you for not just ripping them a new one right there and saying, "Hey, we're we're going to solve this problem. I'm kicking you out of their gym. Mm -hmm. You won't you won't be here, and yeah. I'll determine whether you're even going to play tomorrow or well, not." Well, I mean, that was that that was a consideration, and I thought, oh, I I just didn't want to deal with what that would what would come from that. Um. I would have never heard the end of that one. It would have been like, it's my right to cheer for whoever I want to. <laughs> my head hurts over this one. I want you to know that my head hurts <laughs> over this one because it's so mind-blowing that you can be like a rebel kid. That's fine. But this is like hurting your friends and your classmates and mm -hmm. going against them. And how would they feel if those girls showed up the next night on the other side of the field right. cheering against them? Which I probably would have done if I was one of those volleyball girls, but right. <laughs> first I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like but that is just—they're oh. they're a walking billboard for your school too. I mean, they're wearing your your uniform. Mm -hmm. Still doing that. I mean, I had oh, a guy yeah. when I was at the college level. He told me one time, your vehicle better not be parked out of something outside of somewhere it shouldn't be because it's going to have the school name on there. Uh, mm -hmm. And so you're not going to represent the school in a bad way. And he said that not to me, but to everybody. Um, right. Just telling sure our coaches, hey, don't, don't pull up <laughs> to a bar um, and have that. I mean, it's it's advertisement. It's mm -hmm. saying that this is what our school's about or this is who yep. our school is. And so when they're wearing that uniform, I, I tell my kids, that's not a right. That's a privilege. Yep. And so you will represent us in a way that is positive, 
And that would have been my simple conversation. You are not representing us in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to wear that uniform. So you're yeah. definitely not going to wear it now. And me and the coach are going to talk whether you're even going to get to wear it again. Yeah. Um, not, not just but, tomorrow, know, but again. But mm-hmm. I think it's really important to like point out here, like I agree with everything you're saying, but it also is really important to make sure like your admin supports whatever you're going to do. You know where that, that line is. Can mm-hmm. you kick the kid out and tell them they're not playing tomorrow because they did this dumb thing tonight? Or is that something that won't be supported? So whatever your situation is, and I don't know what, what yours is and but in general to the 80s that are listening, I want, like, I've been in both situations where I felt 100% supported to do everything I needed to do and make my program the best it could possibly be. And then I've been in situations where I didn't feel that support and I had to scale back on what I thought I was able to do. And that you can get into a very sticky situation is, you know, what's right, but you can't do it. And I think that that's something that we need to just acknowledge is out Mm -hmm. there. There's not the ideal situation for everybody who's listening to this or any one of us three. So um, whatever your situation is, know that there's not a perfect way to deal with all of these types of situations. You know, what you do, it's got to be, you got to be careful and you got to think the whole thing through before you do it. You just can't react either, right? You got to be like, what Mm -hmm. are my options here? Um, Especially now with social media, right? You'll just get recorded. Mm -hmm. But I would have thought, I might have said, hey, I got some friends who are scientists. I can make this look really bad for you. <laughs> Case in there point. There are some options that I'd have been <laughs> like, hey, you know what I got access to? Um, that that might have been my mind. I wouldn't have probably threatened them with that, but I'd have, I'd have done it maybe in a joking way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I, I still can't think of. I mean, we always tell our kids represent the G. We call it the G, which is our Greenwood G. And we want to represent that with excellence, no matter what we're doing. And so for somebody to do that defiantly um, and right in your face at a at the foe, as you called it, right down the road, <laughs> that's, I mean, just, just the level of disdain and disrespect for that, not just for you, but for the school and for their football program not to mention the girls who were playing and competing, representing mm-hmm. your school. So, um, I mean, that, there's all so many levels that they cross that are so many. So many. <laughs> yes. God, I'm angry. <laughs> oh, I, I was so mad and I was trying to just keep my composure. So I just didn't lose my complete mind on them because it would have ended up on social media or something. And, you know, I, I would have heard about it, but I was just, it, it, I was so mad. I I am sorry that you could deal with that, but I'm more sorry that those girls had to deal with that because that couldn't have been a good feeling. There they no. are, not only having to win, but you said having to do it in four. So mm-hmm. there's some pressure on them and they're just dealing with these knuckleheads over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. just think about them playing. And looking up there and seeing that because volleyball, you're not having 40,000 people in a game. I mean, right. it's very obvious who's there. Mm-hmm. And there's and no space. Classmates are. Yeah. No, and they were in the front row right off the floor. Yeah. There's no space separating them. You can hear everything they're saying. Ugh. Yeah. That just blows my mind that somebody how did, would. How did your volleyball coach handle this? He wasn't, he didn't really care too much. I mean, like I said, we've had some issues with behavior and 
you know, we've tried to stop the whole barking at kid, you know, at the girls or during the serve. And he's like, what's wrong with barking? And I'm like, would you want people barking at your daughter? I said, I don't want somebody barking at mine. So like an actual bark. Like a yeah, bark. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, Mm-mm. I mean, just ghetto. And, mm-hmm. but they go to other gyms and it's allowed. So I'm the bad guy because we're not allowing it. And it turns into this whole, I mean, it's just this fight. Um, so, and it didn't happen this time. So I don't know what happened from the last time they were down there watching a game and to this one, but um, it was, he, he didn't seem to be too affected by it, which, and if I was a coach, I'd have been just pissed. Yeah. What <laughs> was your, was the kid a senior? He's a junior. Oh, so you get a whole other year. Of him <laughs> so let me ask this: Is he in the crosshairs? Is he somebody that you have? You're trying to find out anytime you play where that kid is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be a discussion we will keep having. It's. It's a kid that we've had issues with. Um, you know, um, his mom loves me. So you said that in a very sarcastic tone. I'm I'm that's saturated with sarcasm. (laughs) But also, once again, this is like a very I mean, the story is remarkable, but like it's it's a very good thing to touch upon because you are not the only one dealing with this, and (laughs) there are other kids out there who are doing stupid things as well and 80s need to hear we need to spread that and hear that you are not alone when you're having these very crappy crappy days um and you see Mm -hmm. these situations where you're sitting there you can't you're supposed to be over an event but you can't necessarily control every single person's behavior at that event and you're struggling with that right now and i am i that sucks i i think i mean listening to these podcasts, going to national convention, every, all of this stuff is great for any AD because they realize, I mean, that's been one of the best things for me realizing we're not alone in this. Everybody's dealing with the same types of things and you kind of, you hear how different people are, are handling things and you get ideas. Okay. Maybe I can try this or I can try that. So, I mean, the more of this, we can listen and learn from each other, the better. But I said it on your first story. I mean, this is real. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. stuff we're dealing with that. I mean, sometimes you talked about earlier, we kind of joked around about you get bombs dropped on you that you aren't expecting. You went to a game thinking I'm just rooting on our kids, hoping that they win a district championship. And you've got to deal with (laughs) kids that have a bad moment. Um, Well, and in that moment, you can't give up on the kid. You still got to pour into the kid. And I mean, all means all. I, I get all that. But still, their frustration level is very high when you're dealing with a situation such as that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was an away game, too. So, like, what if you weren't there? Right. Yeah. It, like, what, it, it would have just continued. Maybe it would have gotten worse. Maybe it would have, you know, we don't we don't know. But, like, it wasn't. What if you weren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably weren't expecting me to be there. Yeah. <laughs> they see you walk down the side. Surprise! Sideline, like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> I mean, I, 
I, I'm going to tip my hat to you again, and that you were able to keep your composure because I may have, I may have lost it. Um, Physically removed and, and, the jerseys from their back. <laughs> yeah. For for our kids, we, my superintendent is very adamant about we do the right thing, and sportsmanship has been a big push for us. Um, and so we get the pushback from kids and the blowback, if you will, of saying, "Hey, their kids do this." I see their kids get away with this or how can they do this? And we can't, we're just trying to say something to the officials saying that's a bad call. And you hear this other school saying I'm blind, I'm deaf. I want to be a ref or they're chanting that from their student <laughs> section. And they're like, why can't we do that? And I'm like, you call me the fun police, whatever. I'm just telling you, we're not going to do that. That's not how we're representing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I know the battle that goes on there and you want kids to be there. You want them to have fun. You want them to support your team. But I think the key words are support your team. And that, that wasn't happening there. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, Danielle will tell you, it may not be good to be in my same shoes, but we're right there and I'm with you. You and I I'm going to make one. that t-shirt fun police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call them fun haters or fun police. Justin Smith. Justin <laughs> Smith. Fun police. Yeah, fun police. That, I don't think that'll be a good campaign slogan, but that's great for our students' section. <laughs> I'm not wearing that shirt, guys. I mean, I agree with you in this situation and right. with Dustin's situation, but outside of that, I like the fun. <laughs> the good fun, not the stuff that. The good fun. Correct. Yeah, not the stuff that causes harm to someone else or when you're screaming at refs. I don't know, Dustin. And you said that chant very easily, like you've said it before. <laughs> right. I did not, right out of I your heard mouth. It. I oh, was okay. at a game just as not even a game I was involved in, our teams were involved in. I was just there watching a game and their student section, which was rather large, the the official made a call and they that was their chant. I'm blind, I'm deaf, I want to be a ref. And I thought, mm -hmm. wow. I mean, it was coordinated. <laughs> they knew they were going to say that. Um, you were impressed with the execution. <laughs> it wouldn't fly at my place, but, mm -mm. I mean, they were bold with it, and they got it out there, and I'm thinking, we already have a shortage of officials anyway. We don't need to give them more reason to not officiate, or we're not going to have games, period. So, <laughs> although mm -hmm. I, I like the creativeness of it, I think the <laughs> the opportunity to throw it out there probably wasn't a wise one and probably one I wouldn't have let happen. But then again, that goes back to me being the fun police or a fun hater and just saying, no fun here. Zero fun. We're not having any fun here. I'd have heard it once and it'd have been done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I would have been like, did they say what I think they did? Mm -hmm. Do I need to make sure that I'm yeah. actually hearing it correctly? Right. Did they just? Oh, that's funny. I got to make him stop. <laughs> yeah, because it is funny. And they do that whole. I yeah, mean, they're no, creative yeah. now. <laughs> Definitely creative. The creativeness. I mean, for them to be able to come up with some stuff, the whole when they do the push it, um, which some of them will not say push it. They'll say some other words that rhyme with that. But um, you know, I'm they, so lost right now. <laughs> you've never heard that. So, yeah, I'm so confused. So You're of, gonna have to text me <laughs> instead of push it when a ref makes a call, they think that it's bullsh. Oh, stuff. I'm there. Yes, I've heard that. I never heard what you said. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, 
So Sorry, they, they, they camouflage that. it by saying, push it. Push oh, it. That's what, so mm. that's their way of trying to get around with it. And, mm -hmm. I'm there now. I'm caught up. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah, if you want to listen in what student sections are like, come to Arkansas sometime because I got I got some places I'll take you. I've never heard of the explanation of push it before. Obviously, I've heard the other one, but I've never heard that of that explanation before. So but now I do. We're learning yeah. some stuff here. Dustin. We're learning some stuff today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was at my college days. Okay, I'm trying to recover from that. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I really enjoyed having you on and hearing your stories, and and I hope that it can get easier for you as they go down the road. But thank you for sharing, because I think there's a ton of value in, you know, what you what you, you put out there, and, and other 80s are definitely going to be able to relate to it and, and learn from it and maybe be more successful because of it. Well, thank you, guys. This was fun. But I, I I admire Ann, and I, I've been a fan of Ann's for a long time, and I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate you being real, um, and I think that's what we need to have in our profession is have these conversations that sometimes this job sucks, <laughs> and sometimes you have to deal with some stuff that's not a lot of fun, um, mm -hmm. and oftentimes you're alone doing that. You're the one on your campus. There's not another AD in Greenwood, Arkansas. It's me. Um, mm -hmm. I was telling our kids yesterday, I'm your favorite AD. But I'm also your least favorite AD because mm -hmm. I'm the only AD. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm the only one who deals with some of this stuff. You're the only one who's dealing with this stuff. But what what I want our listeners to understand is this is real life. This is what we deal with. And there's not always times when it's just, hey, I'm going to go eat concession stand food and watch a game. You may have been eating concession stand food, maybe throwing nachos at some kids saying, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Get that jersey off. You're going to do that. But and I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you being real. Thank you for your commitment to the board. Thank you to the commitment for Section 6. And thank you for just your commitment to our profession. You've made me better. You've made Danielle better today. And I hope that you've made a lot of listeners better as well. Well, thank you, guys. This is this was great. And uh, Dustin, I hope we get you on the board, too. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you to Tickets Ticket um, for making all of our episodes possible. Until next week when we have another episode.